in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's show, we have a special tour through Munich, so stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. St. Pölten. The offender of the incest crime in Amstetten, Austria, is confessing. For the first time since his arrest, Josef Fritzl was interrogated by the prosecutor and is said to be compliant. The 73-year-old man also declared that he got a raw deal. He said he is no monster and if he had killed the whole family, nobody would have revealed his horrible secret. Josef Fritzl had forced his daughter to live in a windowless basement for 24 years and raped her again and again. She bore seven of his 14 children. Fritzl's wife still denies any knowledge of the case. In Berlin. The number of German teenagers who drink to excess has risen sharply in recent years. According to a government report, every fourth teenager in Germany is drinking too much alcohol. Twice as many young people are admitted to hospital with alcohol poisoning than a few years ago. At the same time, smoking is in decline among young people, as well as cannabis consumption. The fall was largely down to the smoking ban in public buildings and restaurants, bars and nightclubs. Across all age groups, the number of smokers has hardly changed. Around one in three adults, 16 million Germans, smoke. According to the report, 1.3 million people are addicted to alcohol and 9.5 million drink too much. Berlin. Germany's new Sports Hall of Fame has opened at the German Historical Museum in Berlin. The project initially contains the names of 40 German sports heroes, with three to be added to the roll call every year. The list of 37 men and three women includes boxing legend Max Schmeling, soccer ambassador Franz Beckenbauer and tennis idol Gottfried von Kramm. However, the induction of five former members of the Nazi party has caused debate as to whether those associated with the National Socialists should be honored with critics calling the project the Hall of Shame. Köln. Imported TV shows have a long tradition in Germany, but the reverse is rarely true. Now a game show created by a former butcher and now German TV personality Stefan Raab is taking foreign markets by storm. The show is called Schlag den Raab, Beat the Raab and involves pitting a selected contestant against the showmaster. The contestant tries to beat Raab in a marathon 4-5 to five hour competition in up to 15 varied disciplines. From the physical, like box stacking, ice climbing, to the mental, like poker playing, knowledge quiz, to the silly, like dropping peas into a bottle. So far, 12 countries have bought the adaption rights, the latest to sign on were Croatia and Denmark. A UK version is currently in production and will air this spring.
Today, Radio Goethe takes you along on a trip to Munich, the capital of Bavaria. Here in the south of Germany is the place of the Oktoberfest. Unfortunately, most of the time, this is what people know about Munich. But we'll show you that there is a lot more to see and to experience in this beautiful city. I sent out our Radio Goethe reporter Nina Paula to look around in Munich and to send back her report. And what did she do? She hooked up with a great tour guide, Alex Veselsky, singer of Eisbrecher. So we start our journey at the home of Alex, the singer of Eisbrecher. He's living here in the outskirts of Munich and the town is called Fürstenfeldbruck. So, thank you Nina, that was a great introduction. <laughs> and for all of those uh, who think they have never heard of Fürstenfeldbruck, this is not correct. Uh, Fürstenfeldbruck, that was the airport where after the uh, after the slaughter at the Olympic Games in 1972, where the two helicopters with the Israeli hostages uh, got blown up by grenades. So this is kind of a sad background information. So this is also the reason why we leave Fürstenfeldbruck now very quickly and we're heading towards Munich to go to see the famous, world famous Tollwood Festival. The Tollwood Festival presents a cultural experience for everyone. It all started in 1988 with the idea that this festival would mirror a multicultural society. Its principles are based on tolerance, internationality and openness. This festival takes place in June and July for around 25 days. And in the winter months it starts in the beginning of December. You can see national known and not so popular local bands playing live, especially rock and jazz bands. But there are also theater performances. To reach a wide audience, 70% of all these cultural events are for free. The Tollwood Festival is also a forum for environmental consciousness and ecology. Food, which has to be organic, is only served on China. But there's much more about this special festival, which takes place on the south side of the Olympia Park. So, wonderful Nina, Paula and Alex, that's me from Eisbrecher, just arrived at the world-famous Olympic Park in Munich. The Olympic Park, with its... Olympic Tower and Olympic Stadium has been established for the Olympic Games back in 1972. And right ahead of us is the unique architectural wonder of uh, the Olympic Stadium. It's a tent building. The architect was a banish as far as I can remember. And what you can hear in the background, you won't believe it, this is in extremo playing live on the Tollwood Festival. Finally, it's um, 15 minutes to 12. We're still sitting here in the Olympia Park and uh, we're enjoying it. Yes, we're totally enjoying it and uh, the great thing is uh, we just met some friends here at the Tollwood Festival. It's Timur Karakus from Schöngeist, another great German band you will hopefully soon be able to listen to on Radio Goethe. Hallo Timur. Hello Alex, hello Nina, hello Radio Goethe. It's a pleasure to meet you here. Du mich verhauen, weil ich so groß bin. 
Yes, uh, but that's it for schön guys because we're not here for schön guys, we're here for uh, culture. Yes. And uh, well, Nina is not yet drunk, but because uh, she doesn't drink any alcohol, she had some alcoholfreies, uh, non-alcoholic beer. And but she I sound like I'm totally drunk. Yes, she does. I don't know why. We're still here at the Tollwood Festival in the Olympia Park. And uh, let me tell you, the Olympic Park in Munich is a great place to be. We got the Olympic Stadium. The Olympic Stadium is uh, the area where big bands play like the police this year. We had bands playing there like Metallica, ACDC. So this is a big, big area for big, big bands. We got the Olympic Hall also. And in the Olympic Hall, there plays bands like Rammstein and other bands. And now we are about to leave this wonderful historic place. And we go to the garage. And the garage is a cool rock club right in the heart of the city. And this is a part of the city where my history kind of began because the first gigs I ever had with Megaheads, they took place in the garage. And see you there. This is the garage. It's hard. It's loud. It's good. So hi, this is Alex from Eisbrecher. We just left the garage. Yeah, the garage. Yes. It's nearly two three a.m. in the morning. Yeah. What time is it? 10 minutes to 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, this is uh, quite late, or is yeah. it quite early? I don't know. So, Nina thinks it doesn't matter. I think it matters at all. So, I think we head out for another club for the Nero Dom. The Nero Dom is another great club in the heart of the city. It's a black club and you will follow us. So stay tuned and this is Radio Goethe and this is the Munich trip. From the garage, which is located in the Rosenheimer Straße, it takes about 10 to 20 minutes to go by car to the Neodom. A Munich taxi driver might do the job a little bit faster. You can find the Gothic Club in the Ganghoferstraße. So we are finally on our last station on our way to the Nero Dom. Is that right? Uh, the location is called the Nero Dom, Dom okay. not the Nero Dom. And uh, this is a place where Alex, uh, that's me, puts up some records every second Friday a month. So this is my favorite place so let's see what kind of music they play not tonight yeah they what play kind tonight. of music are you playing when you're doing the dj i play rock music that goes from a like acdc up to z like uh cc top no no i, I play everything that has to do with rock so you can listen to billy idol and you can also listen to slipknot <laughs> 
Han hörde zählen an allen Orten in unserem schönen Bayerland. Die stolze Farbe unserer Krieger wird aus dem Heer für ganz verbannt. Wenn man uns nimmt die schönen Farben, so bleibt doch ewig vor bestehen. Doch schöne Weiß-Blau, unsere Berge und unsere Himmelblauen sehen. Doch schöne Weiß-Blau, unsere Berge und unsere Himmelblauen sehen. Zwar unser Ludwig bei einst Zierde gewiss ein König Zoll für Zoll begabt mit edler Herrscherswürde ein Lob aus jedem Mund erscholl. Doch eines bleibt uns unvergesslich, drum sei es hier im Lied erwähnt, die stolzen Himmel, blauen Augen, die jeder Wittelsbach erkennt. Die stolzen Himmel, blauen Augen, die jeder Wittelsbach erkennt. Vergangenen schweren Zeiten bei Sendling war's wie allbekannt, sah man die Oberlandler streiten für Königär und Vaterland. Doch leider war der Kampf vergebens, sie sanken hin. Zur ewigen Ruhe, die Fahne weiß-blau deckt das Bartuch den letzten Oberlandler zu. Die Fahne weiß-blau deckt das Bartuch den letzten Oberlandler zu. So what you're listening to right now, the bells you hear, those are the bells of the world-famous uh, Frauenkirche. Beautiful Nina and wonderful Alex just arrived at the Mary's Place, the Marienplatz. Right ahead of us is the White House of Munich with this famous Glockenspiel. Yeah. But it's not running now. Now I think it's it's only running uh, 12 o'clock in in the morning. 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So now we all know when Nina usually gets up <laughs> at 12 o'clock. So actually, I'm the rock star. Yes. So, but I get up earlier, so I know that it's twice a day. Ah, okay. 
but uh, I don't have uh, the times in my mind. But it's beautiful whenever you come to Munich, make sure you go and see uh, the Rathaus at the Marienplatz. So, follow me. We are heading for the Odeonsplatz right now. Yeah. See this double tower over there? This is the Frauenkirche. It's, uh, it has green towers. Yeah, it has green towers. Two green towers. Yes, we call it Zwiebeltürme because yeah. it looks like an onion. And if you see a picture of, of Munich, a postcard, yes. it's always on it. It's always Frauenkirche yes. or the Rathaus or, well, the Feldherrnhalle. This is where we are going yeah, now. Of course. To the Odeonsplatz where the Feldherrnhalle is. So, see you later. If you come to Munich in winter, especially in December, you have to see the traditional Munich Christkindl market on the Marienplatz. Back in the period when Munich was founded, the Marienplatz was the center of trade with the daily fish, wine, salt and food market. And still today, the Marienplatz is the central square in Munich. But let's go on with our tour. Okay, we arrived at the opera. Yes, the opera. For all of those metalheads, who don't know what an opera is, this is the place uh, where they play classic music with big orchestras and people like Anna Netrebko, they sing till your eyes bleed and your ears explode. The opera. I've been there many times. I really like classic music. Yes. So we are standing here in front of the opera. Here's a very big place. Uh, how would you describe this place? In the middle is a statue. Yes, it's a statue. It's a statue of uh, Kurfürst Max I Joseph, and uh, he was a Bavarian king back in the 19th century, and he was very, very popular. And uh, on the left-hand side, there's the residence. The residence, this is where the kings and the queens lived. Damn, this music is really getting very loud. It's classic music, but I have no clue who it is. Do you know? I don't know. I think it's very Russian. Yeah. Tchaikovsky, yeah. perhaps? When I close my eyes, I can see the Cossacks do the Cossack yeah. dance. Back to the residence. What, is the, what do they show there? Because there's a museum too. Yeah, it, uh, it's the treasury. This is where they have the jewelry and the crowns and all the stuff, necklaces, diamonds uh, the kings and the Kurfürsten had. Diamonds are not just a girl's best friend. It also was it's the Nina's king's best friend. Uh, your your yeah. best friend too? Yeah. Well, I don't see any diamonds on you. That's a problem. Maybe you should go and check yourself a king or a... I will go to the residence now and I will check out the yeah. jewel. So finally here in the middle of the city are playing five musicians, very nice classic music, with two violins, a clarinet, um, a flute, and a bass or cello. So they're standing right in front of the Theatinerkirche. Theatinerkirche is right next to the Feldherrnhalle. This is where Nina and Alex are right now. And no matter where you go these days, everywhere classical music. The sun is shining, wonderful music, wonderful people. This is the spirit of Munich. I'm proud to be a part of it. The Odeonsplatz is a very impressive square as well. The beautiful Theatinerkirche, built in a Baroque style, gives this place its characteristic features. Inside is the Wittelsbacher tomb with the graves of the kings Max Josef I and Max II. So, a beautiful view right 
in front of my eyes and wonderful Nina's eyes is the butt of the, the Bav Bavarian lion. But don't be afraid, it's stone. Okay. You know? So okay. Berlin has Berlin has the bear the bear. Yeah. Right, these days it's Knut, I guess he's world fa Knut, he's yeah. world famous. Knut. Knut the ice uh, bear. And uh, well the uh, the animal, the Bavarian animal is the lion, you know. So, and uh, the butt of this lion is a part of the Feldherrnhalle. This is where we are right now. And the Feldherrnhalle is uh, called the Feldherrnhalle because uh, it was erected in 1892. And we have big, two big statues here of uh, Fürst Wrede and uh, Graf Tilly. And those were uh, army leaders. One fought in the, uh, in the war against uh, the French. Tilly, the other guy, he was um, the army leader of Wallenstein, and this was back in the Thirty Years' War. And because those two Bavarian uh, generals, they were so good and so successful, they got this great monument here, the Feldherrnhalle. And uh, back in 1923, the uh, Hitler Putsch found an end, found to an end here right in front of the Feldherrnhalle. Bavarian police uh, shot into the crowd of um, Nazis, among them Hitler and uh, Göring and the other idiots. And so they tried to take over the power in the state back in 1923. It did not work at this stage, thanks to the uh, Bavarian police. But unfortunately, a couple of years later, we know what happened. But the Bavarians tried their best. Yes. and at least shot some of them to death and um, right here uh, right here yeah some of those died not enough okay so if someone comes for the first time to Munich how would you describe the Feldhahnhalle? Oh. to recognize it when you appear well you will not miss it I mean it's just a big hall it's tall, it's big, it's imposant, it's, it's impressive, I, w I think, you know, it's just huge, big lines, big generals, everything is just big. And if you follow the Ludwigstraße, if you come from Schwabing, it's a very, uh, a very old traditional part of Munich, and you just follow the Ludwigstraße direction Marienplatz, you just can't miss it. Because if you keep on walking straight on, you just bump into it. And if something... Uh, bangs against your head, you know you found the Feldherrnhalle. This is how you find it. And if you know the Logia di Lanzi in Florence, you will have a kind of déjà vu because the Feldherrnhalle was modeled after that pattern. So now we're sitting in front of the Bayerische Staatskanzlei. Right behind us, there's Otto von Wittelsbach, another statue. He was the Count of Bavaria way back in the Middle Ages, medieval times. And he's sitting on a horse and he's looking at us. So we better behave, Nina. Yes, we will be. And uh, behind him, there's uh, the Bavarian Council. How do you say that? Staatskanzlei. It's a huge building. And the, the middle is old. And the yeah. two other the sides. The side wings. They are new because that was all bombed down during World War II. Yeah, the Brits and the Americans, they kind of destroyed many parts of Munich. And uh, right in front of us, there's... Uh, 
another monument. It's to honor the, the soldiers that uh, died in World War One, and it's also it has also been erected for the victims of the bombardments during World War Two, where many guys, many people in Munich died. I guess it was about poo. Well, how many were there? Was it? Uh, I guess forty thousand or something like this. And all this is in a very, very nice green big park mm -hmm. with lots of trees and yeah. and grass. grass. Green, green grass and at home. The nice blue, white Bavarian sky. Yes. Over us. It's very special. You should come here. Yeah, this park is called the Hofgarten. It belongs to the residents. And just as Nina said, above us the blue, white Bavarian sky. It's just wonderful. That's why. The flag is white and blue. <laughs> The famous Munich Hofbräuhaus. There's a song I remember. In München steht ein Hofbräuhaus. Ohrenstrock Schufa. So, and here are lots of tourists. Well, check this out. The Hofbräuhaus was found in uh, 1589. So it was 200 years before the French Revolution. There was only, I guess, 100 years after the pilgrims uh, yeah. hit, hit the east coast yes. of the north of North America, yes. you know. So when we talk about history, my dear friends, this is the history. This is the history of beer. So when you ever come to Munich, don't miss the Hofbräuhaus. But it's a really a tourist place. So all the Americans, all the Japanese, all the Australians, everybody, every tourist ends up in the Hofbräuhaus. Most of them end up totally hammered. Yes. So I would advise you, to be honest, go have a look at it. But don't go there for a beer. There's so many beautiful beer gardens all over the place. Take the places that are not totally packed with tourists. 
but the Hofbräuhaus at the Platzl is a true symbol of Bavarian lifestyle. For 400 years, beer and Bavaria are very closely linked. In the old days, beer was considered a basic food and as important as bread. That's why in 1516, the authorities in Munich issued a special brewing law, which is called the Reinheitsgebot, or beer purity law. This says that the only ingredients used for the brewing of beer must be barley, hops and water. It was the first food legislation in the world. Of course, Alex and Nina had to test the Bavarian beer at the end of their trip in a nice beer garden in Munich. We have reached our last destination, a beautiful beer garden in the heart of the city of Munich at the Victualien Market. Here we're sitting in a beautiful beer garden under nice trees and having a beer. Yeah, this is correct. I mean, this is the city, this is the capital of beer. Munich is the capital of beer. This is how it sounds. And I'm really enjoying this last beer with you, Nina. It was a great pleasure. Spent last night with you in the clubs of Munich and that I got the chance to share this beautiful day with you in this town I love so much. And to all of you who listen to Radio Goethe, I hope that you will all come one day and get the chance to enjoy this city just as much as we did and still do. You can find us online at radiogoethe.org. Big